You're listening to Things That Make You Go Woo. I'm your host, Emily, also known as Emily and Her Stars. I am a professional medium and astrologist. And when I'm not busy helping my clients, I have a passion for learning about the woo. From history to current events, interviews, and monthly energy reports, I hope this podcast makes you go woo too. Hello, and welcome to another Cosmic Energy Report. I'm Andrea from Concrete and Crystals and Spirit Crowns. And I'm Emily from Emily and Her Stars and Things That Make You Go Woo. Today, we are going to be talking about Aquarius season, and it feels like we were just here because we just recorded our 2023 episode and just put that out this week. This is one of the transitions I actually enjoy because there's so much of my natal placements in it because I'm a Capricorn. I have so much Capricorn energy, but my Venus is an Aquarius. So I am very at home in Aquarius. One of my brothers is an Aquarius. And I feel like it just feels like a natural progression where it's like I have all these goals and things that I want to do. And then it just makes me want to make those goals do more for others as well. I don't know about you, Emily, but I'm actually enjoying this like transition week. I usually really enjoy the transition from earth to air because I have an air moon myself. And I think there's something beautiful about earth season. It's really grounding. It slows me down. But then I'm like ready for something to kick up. And I need a little more inspiration. I need a little more fast-paced mind work. And having had Mars and Mercury in retrograde for far too long, my brain, as you can tell, I've caught myself a little stress cold. And while my voice sounds extra moody today, I'm ready for Aquarius season. I'm ready for some movement. And I think too, like you said, after just recording our 2023 episode, I know the fantastic energy that's coming and I'm very excited about that. Me too. I think honestly, it's been a while since I felt this calm and it almost frightens me a little bit. One of the themes that we talked about in the 2023 episode that came up for me constantly and I kept seeing the image of it is waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I feel like I'm, it's going to take us a while through the year to get over that. We have been through so much in the last few years, but this is one of the first transitions that I haven't actually felt stressed going into it. So hopefully the astrology supports it because the cards don't look too scary this month. I don't know if you have anything else you want to add about Aquarius. Well, I love Aquarius. Its traditional ruler is Saturn, which is actually the same as Capricorn. So they both have this responsibility aspect. But the modern ruler of Aquarius is considered Uranus. And what's fun about that is that rebellion and change. So here you feel this responsibility to be part of the global culture, to be part of society and make a difference. And you can see the optimism for what our culture could be. And at the same time, this Uranus aspect comes in and it's like, but I'm not part of it. I'm witnessing it from the outside and I can see what needs to happen, but it's not of me. And so there's this push-pull aspect, I think, that comes a little bit with all three of the last signs, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces, this self versus other, figuring out ways to integrate yourself into society while also maintaining your independence and your sort of self-identity. And another thing I think that gets misinterpreted about Aquarius is that it a lot of times is called the water bearer. 
but it's an air sign. And if you go far enough back into the history, and I'll, of course, cover this in my deep dive backroads of astrology course on Aquarius coming up on the 31st, but it actually in history is more of a prana bearer. So the ethers, the energy of life, the elixir of life. And this can be seen, yes, as water pouring from this urn or this bucket, but it really has more to do with the life force and how we are all connected and how we move forward together uh, in a united way. If we didn't challenge these aspects of ourselves and challenge society, would we grow? Would we still be hunters and gatherers or would we have determined that we needed to make stable housing and move away from flood zones and all of these things that that we figured out along the way in our 30,000 years of astrology. But more than that, Aquarius really embraces this, this ether, this prana, the akasha, whatever you want to call that universal life force energy. And it knows that pouring that in in a responsible way can also bring about rebellion and change. All of those things together. I really love that you're bringing in that duality of like self and the whole and the collective. When I was looking at the cards just now, I feel like there's a good balance of that coming up this season. And I don't know about you, but I know for me, because like I feel the put that push and pull of Leo Aquarius, like that back and forth quite strongly in August, but I never really thought about it during Aquarius. I'm still in Capricorn mode, I think, for a good chunk of Aquarius. So that's really interesting. I'm going to actually get started because as I'm talking, I just realized this is exactly the energy of the first card. Well, let's do it. So the first week we have from the 20th of January to the 28th. And the first card that I pulled is actually the eight, the strength card, which is literally the Leo card. And so as I was just talking, I was like, oh, that's why this is coming to mind. And it's such a great encapsulation of like what you were just talking about, because it's this idea that like you're a leader, you have a strength, but your strength is also partly from all of the experiences you've had and the things that haven't worked out so well, but that you were willing to try. And I think because for me, Aquarius energy feels very experimental. It's like being your offbeat weirdo, but also caring about others. It is that balance of the back and forth with this card. What it talks about a lot is leading from the heart and leading with compassion. And like you are a leader. People see you as a leader. They're going to be attracted to you, that like Leo part of the energy. But knowing that you have this kind of power and this kind of strength, you need to also make sure that your actions and your words are going to be in alignment with what's best for everyone and that you're not just only looking out for yourself. You have to be looking out for others. And so the image is this woman who has half her face as a lion and she has a lamb in front of her. So that like lion and the lamb energy of like, I'm going to be very strong, but I also have this deep, deep compassion for other people. And I can see them as people. I'm thinking about going to the collective. Like I said, if you can look back at your resolutions or your goals for the year, whatever it is you have, the last kind of thing that's coming through is to like look at if any of those are actually like going to make the impact that you want to make as a leader in this world, whether it's in your home, in your community, your family, your work, whatever it is, like maybe look at how satisfied you're going to feel if you add a little element of that somewhere and make sure that you're going to feel like at the end of the year, you made a contribution. And a big part of the Aquarius energy, I think we're going to continue to feel this year is when Pluto 
of course, moves out of Capricorn, where it's been since 2008, and moves and slides into the sign of Aquarius. So we have a lot of Aquarius energy for sure coming in this year. So let's start with January 20th, right? That's the beginning of Aquarius season. And it can feel a little strained in some ways because we've got Mercury and Mars. Now, while they're both out of retrograde, they're still retracing their steps through areas that they've already covered. And so it can feel in some ways like you're revisiting things that you thought you already wrapped up and finished, but it actually is going to allow us to put a bow on it and move on. We'll be ready to be done. Now, this air sign, of course, represents community and friendship and looking at things from a different perspective. So for the next month, we'll be collectively looking at ways to allow us to better cater to the needs of those around us and help make the world a better place. You'll be feeling chatty and ready to share your ideals with the world. I always think Aquarius season is a great opportunity to get out there, make connections in your community for sure. Now, the new moon on January 21st is going to be an exciting placement. This will make the first new moon of the year and it's our first out of retrograde. So this is a really great time to start thinking forward and setting those intentions for 2023. You may have spent most of the month thinking about what you wanted to do, but now you can finally start taking some action steps. January 22nd is a lovely day all the way around, truly. Uranus is going to end its five-month retrograde today, meaning the rebellion and change will start to come through our actions instead of being such an internal mindset and mental process. Venus is occupying the same space as Saturn today, though, which is going to cause a little bit of a boost that makes it feel good to get things done and be responsible, checking things off of those to-do lists. Mercury will be in a comfortable angle with the North Node, and this will also lead to good news and easy conversations. The 23rd is pretty calm. The 24th, we have the Sun in a harmonious angle with Jupiter today, making for a lucky day of expansive opportunities and optimism. I love when the Sun and Jupiter come together. Of course, this isn't the day of luck that comes later in the year, but this is a beautiful opportunity with some similar energy. The 25th remains calm. January 26th, we have Venus sliding into the sign of Pisces. So you just get a short stint here with your natal Venus in Aquarius, I'm afraid, my friend. But on the 26th, we move into Pisces. And for the next three weeks, we'll collectively become more drawn to spirituality, mindset work, psychological healing, and again, those further acts of service. What is the point of all this if we can't fill our lives with some sort of meaning? And that's truly what Pisces loves to bring in. And then on the 27th, we have Mercury in a conflicting angle with Chiron today. Now, this is going to make for some difficult discussions. Chiron is that wound that we come into this life with. And Mercury, while it wants to talk through it when it's in a conflicting angle, it might be holding you back. So if you can find a different way forward, than maybe you did before. Look at things from a new angle. I definitely feel like that energy, this has been happening, I think, a while with the way this is like evolving of our process, because I think my cards tend to like be the in-between space, like where it's like the transitions, because what I was feeling in the next card, which is our February card for 2023, which is temperance. This is kind of that in-between where it's like we're taking that like movement forward energy or goals and then trying to check in. It's all about checking in to make sure that you're balanced and whole. And I think with that Pisces and Aquarius transition, that's a lot of what this is, is like 
am I going to find meaning in all of these things? Like I got inspired, I connected with people, I went out there and I figured out what's going on. And then I'm coming back to myself again. It's that like push and pull of like self and other again. And it's like, okay, now am I going to feel fulfilled? And I think that phrase that was coming up is like kind of that bridge between the two. And with this one, it's talking about the light and dark, the sun and the moon, the internal, external, but it's also looking at like mind, body, and spirit. So there's this energy of looking at your life as a whole. I keep seeing a pie chart and like, I don't know why. Just seeing like a check-in to be like, okay, you know what? Am I taking care of my body? Like Emily and I have both been sick off and on and like burnt out in the last little while. And it's like, am I connecting with other people enough? Am I getting annoyed with myself for not moving forward? Am I connecting to my spirit? Am I doing any rituals that make me feel grounded and connected? And I think with this card coming up for this particular week, after we're following this Leo sort of like leadership energy, I think then it's going to be that like quiet time of reflection a little bit, but also it's going to be different for each person because it depends on where you're out of balance. We kind of talked about this in the 2023 one where like if you're already moving forward full steam ahead, this might be your side to slow down so you don't get sick or you don't get burnt out. But if you've been sitting around floating in the ethers for the last two months, you might be like, okay, I'm ready to move forward. Like that's where I need to balance myself out. But I think this coming off the heels of like New Year's resolutions, all of these things, this is like that check-in point because some people have probably been moving forward a little bit in the last few weeks and already doing it. And now it's a time to be like, does this feel good? Does this still feel like I'm excited about this direction? Or do I need to pivot a little? Because the one is like new things. The four is foundations. And you put it together and it's a five. You got to make some changes to like get from that new space to like the foundation that you want. There's work in the middle. And I feel like that's where we're sitting that week. I think that makes a lot of sense, especially with the energy coming in. Like you said, you always tend to pull these transition cards. I love it. On the 28th, the sun takes its turn, creating a conflicting angle with the North Node. So again, this is that wound and the self-identity. Add in the first quarter moon in Taurus, and you'll be wanting to take some steps toward a more secure future. But are you willing to get out of your comfort zone to make it happen? On the 29th, we have Mercury and Uranus in a harmonious angle and the Sun and Mars in harmony. So this is a day that's going to have a little bit of an electric buzz of you wanting to get some shit done. Your mind will be seeing things in a new light and you'll be ready to take bold action in the name of taking care of business. But there might be some surprises out there, things you didn't think of or didn't prepare for in some way. But overall, it'll probably be a good day. But this whole weekend is really about wanting to get things taken care of, having unexpected challenges, and then realizing that you can move through it in new and exciting ways that maybe you haven't before. And then the 30th and 31st, we really don't have much new energy coming in. So take it while you get it. Enjoy the simplicity of those days for sure. Now, February 1st is a beautiful start to the new month with Sun and Aquarius, again, making a harmonious angle with Chiron. This is a lovely day for feeling brave and taking a step in a bold direction so that you can rise above the wound of your heart. On February 2nd, this is another lovely day as Venus wants nothing more than harmony with the North Node. And the North Node is still in Taurus for just a little while longer. We are going to have a nodal shift this year, but this are some of our last opportunities to tap into this Taurus energy. And so the 
things that come up today might come up in a material way. So pay attention to what feels good and follow that path for the day. If it's a walk in the forest, if it's a bubble bath, if it's curling up with a movie because it's snowing outside, whatever feels good, take that opportunity to enjoy it. And then February 3rd is a different sort of day. Uh, Uranus is going to come into play. And this is kind of when all bets are off. Uranus loves rebellion and change. And so when the sun, our self-identity, is in conflict with that rebellion and change, it can feel like you're fighting against yourself. This can bring up anxiety, frustration, or even an outburst. So if you're driving or commuting, just let the cars pass you and try not to make any shockwaves yourself while you're out there. Just keep it calm and hang in there. Again, I feel like I'm picking up on a little bit of this transition, but I I do like that reminder to like check yourself a little bit. Um, I feel like that comes with the temperance too of like bringing yourself back down, not having the extreme reactions. And then for the next week, which is the 5th to the 11th, what I have is the Page of Cups. So this is a water card. It has a very like Pisces-Jupiter combo feeling to me because it is about more of the emotional side of things. It can be about abundance and bringing in like unexpected luck, but it's also about like dreaming big and connecting to like romance and possibilities and the page the page cards have movement energy and like fun energy to me it's like a shift in direction like we go through the 10 cards of the suit and then we get to these like more like face cards if you will and like these ones for me like the page is where it shifts where it's like okay now like what are we going to do with this energy now that we went through the cycle and so this is where it's like okay we've done all this work to like find balance we've been checking in with ourselves last week now like what is possible now that I've come to these conclusions? And we did talk about in the 2023 episode, Emily brought up the what if energy. And that's exactly what this card is. It's our first opportunity maybe this year to just really open up and be like, okay, the hard part is like simmering down a little bit. Like what is possible? And I do feel like with this one being the week before Valentine's Day, I feel like there are some like relationship things coming up with this. Uh, there's a little picture of like someone holding their hands up like a heart in this card. And I keep being drawn back to that. So this could be that like you're knowing yourself better. You've checked in. Maybe if you're like meeting people or like if you're in your relationship, you've been feeling some tension the week before. This might be softening a little bit and you might be coming to an understanding. Again, Aquarius is all about having compassion for others, understanding others and really seeing people in a really clear way and like being able to see past the layers sometimes. And I think this energy is sort of translating into opening yourself up to possibilities as well. Whatever comes to mind this particular week, whatever you're excited about, just let yourself think about the possibilities and then how that might play out if you actually let yourself take actions towards it. Absolutely perfect. It's interesting. So February 4th, Venus and Mars. So this is exactly, I think, what you're picking up on are going to come along for the ride. This is the energy where you could be wondering if it's better to just stay in your house all day or deep clean the car, right? Mars wants action. Venus wants you to kind of smooth things over, bring some harmony. But no matter what you choose, there will be some impulsiveness and it's best to find a healthy way to release it. And I'm just going to throw in, have you tried a smash room? Because I did about two weeks ago and it was one of the most amazing things I've ever done. So if you're feeling like you've got some of that pent up energy and we're still processing so many of these heavy emotions that have come up through the last three years, 
we're really ushering in new energy and it is preparing us. Yes, we're going to have some challenges, but they're going to be different challenges than what we've had to deal with in the past. February 5th is in like a lion. This is that full moon and Leo energy, and it's going to feel like quite the release. Not only does a full moon give us a full dose of those lunar rays, but fiery Leo is behind them at the helm. And this moon is asking you to just cut loose already. Leo knows that life is short and it's important to be true to yourself and have some fun. Get out your paints, write a poem. But whatever you do, get those crystals and tools out under this gorgeous moon energy. I love to charge my things under Leo. And especially if you're even thinking of launching an offering or if you're going to set out on a new adventure, all of those things are really auspicious under a Leo full moon. Now, February 6th, January left us feeling like communication couldn't get any worse. I don't know about you, but I feel that for sure. Then along comes a day like today and totally redeems us. Mercury and Neptune are in a harmonious angle today, allowing for positive communication and ease when it comes to sharing your dreams and visions for the future. Make sure you take some time today to connect with your guides, your angels, or whoever else you deal with on the other side, because this communication is going to open up at deep levels. Neptune likes us to go deep into our dream state, into our subconscious. And with Mercury there, it's just an opportunity to really stretch into those. Now, February 7th, Venus and Uranus are getting in the mix today as well. This is a gorgeous, harmonious energy. (laughs) When I was writing this out, I almost said harmonica. (laughs) So maybe it's a good day to bust out the musical instruments too. But all that aside, Venus is really asking us to find flow, peace, and harmony. And Uranus wants nothing more to shake things up. But when they work together, we find ourselves willing to try something new. This again is some of that beautiful, let's see what's out there. What can we make happen? Then we have a few calm days all the way up until February the 10th. And I think I might pause here and let you go, Andrea, and let's see what your cards have to say about this next week. Okay, I'm excited then. So the next week is the 12th to the 18th, and I pulled the Justice card. So I think I definitely was picking up Neptune energy for the Page of Cups. And with the Justice card, it can mean things that are very logical. Like it can be like if you have court cases or like legal things, even relationship issues that can be resolutions to conflict. But what I'm really feeling into this is, again, checking in with yourself, but being honest with yourself, because I think sometimes with that optimistic energy where we're like, I could do all these things, we need to kind of check and be like, is that actually what I want? And am I being fair with other people? Like maybe if you did have an outburst in one of those other energies, think about like maybe you're going to be replaying in your head like, wow, that was really on me. That wasn't on them. And so there's a little bit of, I want to say damage control. That phrase has come up a few times today already, just not for this specific thing, but just in general, it's been in the energy in my head. We're giving you the forecast ahead of time. So if you can keep this in your mind, when these conflicts come up, maybe there will be less moving over to do and it'll be more about reassessing your own goals and the things that are important to you. This card also for me is very much a bit like personal growth. So it's an 11. So that can be like a master number. There's a lot of power in that, but it's also a two. So there's a bit of a feminine energy versus masculine energy for me going back and forth. And so it's about growth. It's about 
really being impartial. It has a Libra sort of energy in that way where it's like being able to see both sides, but also with yourself. I feel like we all have multiple personalities living inside us. So maybe you have the really practical part of you, but then you have the really fun part of you. And then this is another balancing time. It's kind of like the temperance card all over again, but it's looking at yourself and like moving forward. Am I being too hard on myself or am I not giving myself enough structure? It's going back to that again. I feel like we had that like little daydreamy week and then it's going to be coming back to this like reality check in a way. But it could just mean that you're getting to know yourself at a deep level. And with that personal growth that's come from the last few years, you know what happens when you let yourself go wild in one direction or the other. And we're looking forward this year. We're not playing into old stories. And so you're going to catch it faster and be like, okay, realistically, this has never worked out for me when I feel this feeling in my gut and I go, okay, I'm going to go do this anyways. And then a few months later, I'm kicking myself. I don't want to do that again. I don't have time for this. And so this is like a very gentle, feminine way of reminding you to not go too far in either direction. Yes, 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 yes. So I think a lot of what we have to face this first part of February, like I was saying, is Mars and Mercury both retracing their steps from this retrograde. And what's going to happen on the 10th is Mercury is going to have to pass Pluto again. And in this case, they're going to strengthen each other. So this can be a powerful day for facing your fears, blocks, limiting beliefs. Even if it makes you uncomfortable, Pluto wants that evolution and transformation. But when Mercury is there in a way that allows them to offer support to one another, it's the ability for us to speak our voice, to speak up and say, you're right, I tried this before and it didn't work out. I'm trusting my gut. And I'm going to try a different response this time. February 11th, Mercury is again on the move. And today it's going to slide into the very optimistic sign of Aquarius. So after the next few weeks, we're going to find our minds drawn to innovative and to, in a way, problem solve in ways that we haven't thought before. This is a good time to shake things up and even find ways that you can put your talents to use within your community. With Mars and Harmony with Chiron, it will most likely feel really good to volunteer in some way. And nothing heals a wound like the gift of giving. February 14th, I'm kind of excited for Valentine's Day this year, despite the hallmarky aspects, right? The love boat. This is exciting and new. This is one of the most gorgeous Valentine's Days we've had in a long time. Like I said, I don't mean this from the hallmark perspective. Venus is feeling all kinds of exalted in Pisces right now. It loves to be in the watery sign. And it's going to be sharing the sky and amplifying the energy of Neptune, our beloved dream weaver tonight. Now, while this energy will continue into the 15th, and depending on your time zone, it might actually not be exact until the 15th, I predict you will be feeling the effects of this one before it hits. So this is just... Lovey, dreamy, beautiful, gorgeous energy showering down on us. Now hang in there because the 16 might feel like you've actually walked into a brick wall. <laughs> the sun is going to be strengthening Saturn. And if there's one thing Saturn likes, it's rules and responsibilities, right? We talk about this all the time. This energy could make you feel like you've miscalculated your optimism. Or even that maybe you took on too much. The best laid plans take time. So take a breath and see if you can restructure or delegate in some way. 
February 17th. This is another dance with Mercury today as he harmonizes with Jupiter. This is a great day to launch something, have conversations that feel optimistic, and for people to see the bigger picture. This is an opportunity for you to look out on those horizons of what's yet to come. And then we really are sort of calm and flowy for the next few days. So I think it's going to be a little up and down in some ways for February. You know, we have these really dreamy days and then it's like smack with responsibility a little bit. But isn't that true to what Aquarius is all about in so many ways? The idea of seeing this beautiful opportunity for humanity and then realizing that you're actually part of humanity. (laughs) Those changes have to come from within as well. So yeah, I think it's going to be a lovely month, different energy, definitely easier in some ways than we've had, but we're not going to get off scot-free by any means. Yes, I feel like we would almost be in shock and still, like I said, waiting for the other shoe to drop if there wasn't a little bit of that. I think we've almost like become just like comfortable with a little bit of discomfort, which is a good thing for humanity and each of us in general. I really like that you talked about how Saturn and Uranus are kind of both in a way like ruling it because that totally makes sense, especially with ending off with the justice card where it's like, yes, like we are shaking things up, moving forward, we're being innovative, but we also have some responsibilities to ourselves and to the community. And that like reminder is like always looming, even when we're having the fun weirdo parts of like Aquarius season where we're just like having fun and connecting. It's like, yeah, the other side of it is that like we have consequences to our actions and we are actually contributing whether we know it or not. We actually forgot about our movies. Well, I forgot to bring up movies. And this is kind of a nice like little segue to be like, how could this play out? What kind of energies like come up with Aquarius? So I don't know if you want to do yours first. Well, so I really think a great connection to Aquarius for movies in general is anything Wes Anderson. So this is Moonrise Kingdom, Fantastic Mr. Fox. There's a hotel one as well. Anyway, if you Google Wes Anderson, I think his quirkiness, his way of sort of highlighting the weirdo, the kid that feels like they don't quite fit in, and then realizing that the community needs this kid, this weirdo, in order for things to work is so Aquarius. And I love that every movie has its own color palette. This really dips into the artistic aspect that Aquarius has, where making sure that There's creativity. There's something that's different. We're looking at things through this multicolored, technicolor lens that maybe someone else hasn't before. And then also the drawback to stepping out on our own, it's taking a risk where we can bring in some consequences, but is it worth it in the end? I think all of those aspects tie into, yeah, Aquarius and Wes Anderson. That's my recommended go-to for Aquarius season. (laughs) I love that. I haven't seen a lot of Wes Anderson films, but I have seen the fantastic Mr. Fox one. And I think that is 100% Aquarius energy, even just the fact that it was an innovative way to do a movie. And like the voices are, it's very like detached a little bit. Like it's not overly fluffy. It's got like a mood to it. I love that. I feel it so much. For me, the first one that came to mind was Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's funny, I'm not a huge sci-fi or space person at all, but that movie, because it bridges that like out there spacey quality with humor and it's got 
really interesting characters. Each of them is like a little weirdo in their own way, but they each all have something that contributes to the power of their group. And they're all working towards a cause together. And what I really like, too, when you're talking about adding in like the creativity is that like the soundtrack makes the movie. My whole family got into this movie partly because of the soundtrack. Like my parents can relate to it. They enjoy it. We enjoy it. There's parts that you're not expecting that are just really funny. And it's a bit like those like clever one liners, those like things that are so Aquarius that it just makes it have that energy where you just want to be friends with the movie. Like you just want to be friends. And I feel like that, like I said, is one of the things that I relate to a lot, having my Venus in Aquarius. Like I want to know all the things about a person. I don't really care about small talk. I can detach myself from people pretty easily if I'm not interested. But like if I get to know like the inner workings of a person's mind or or like the inner things about them, which gets revealed through the movie, you know, you get to see like the reasons why people are the way they are, different characters, you get to know their backstory. And like that's also a part of Aquarius that I think really plays out in this movie as well. It's such a good one. It's a fantastic soundtrack. You're absolutely right. And even the fact that there's like a green woman and a talking raccoon. Yeah. yeah. So many different aspects in that one. Yeah. Every character is like its own like a weirdo. And you're like, I want to know more about this person. And then the other thing is just the general trope that kept coming up of like friends to lovers, where it's like they get to know like the person so deeply. And then that's how they end up forming relationships. So like the movies that come to mind are like the ones where it's realized later, where it's kind of this energy we're picking up on of like, oh, wait, like, I don't want to miss this opportunity. Like with the ones like Maid of Honor or My Best Friend's Wedding, where it's like, oh, shit, I want to be with that person. And it's like, you just get so used to having them in that comfort zone of friendship that you're like, I have to make a decision. Like, do I actually want to move forward with this or am I okay with letting it go? And that there's where that detachment sometimes is hard. But like sometimes I think there's like a little bit of Aquarius energy where it's like, am I taking it for granted? Am I too detached? Did I mean to be that detached? Or like, do I need to like come back in and like actually show up and like show up in my heart? So that trope is kind of what came up. I mean, there's other ones. There's like just friends and those kinds of ones. But I feel like that trope of like, almost missing out on something because you only see the person as a friend is kind of like what I was picking up on in that that energy. It's a fun time of year. And I was shocked. I was in, oh, I think we were grocery shopping not too long after, I think it was even Christmas. I don't believe it was even New Year's yet. And they already had Valentine's Day things out in the store. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I think in some ways, a lot of us are ready to embrace sort of the loving energy, that St. Valentine energy that comes in at Valentine's Day. Whether you're in a relationship or not, we can still honor these beautiful friendships and the relationships we have within our community, our relationships with family, so many exciting things. I'm excited about this next, uh, next Aquarius season for sure. Me too. I, I'm looking forward to that energy in all forms. Well, thank you everyone for listening to our Aquarius forecast. We will be back, of course, next month with Pisces. Lots of fun things coming in that one for sure. In the meantime, I've got Aquarius class coming up in the Third Eye Library on January 31st. We still have some spots available. This is our deep dive down the back roads where you really get to know a sign inside, outside, top to bottom. If you have any of these placements or you have a loved one that does, it's a great way to get to know someone better. 
I have a wonderful series that I just started this past week in the Spirit School Collective. This is Astrology for Lightworkers. So if you want to head over to Spirit School and join, this is a great time to do it. We've got at least eight months planned right now with this, and we'll see where it goes from there. But it's a fun one. And then, of course, I have a few bookings available. You can head over to emilyandherstars.com and some more fun podcast episodes coming out on things that make you go woo. How about you, Andrea? What's going on in your world? Sounds like you have so much exciting stuff. I'm excited for the Aquarius class. I love it. Can't wait. For me, I have this week on Thursday, on the 26th, I have the Aquarius Remote Recharge. So it's the first one of the year. Uh, If you're hearing this before, then you can join for the whole year for 111 Canadian. Otherwise, they're just 22 a session. But I'll be doing the energy healing that you'll receive, a half hour of that. And then you'll get a whole email with all of the crystals I use, the energies that came up. Usually there's some stories that come through in order to just highlight the energy that is coming up. So that will be coming up on Thursday. And then I will be opening up my calendar a bit for some bookings for either tarot readings, your own personal one-on-one sessions for healings. But if you don't see anything on my calendar, feel free to reach out because I am pretty flexible. I just am looking forward to that one-on-one connection. I feel like that's the energy we're going into now is like, I'm ready to do some more deep dives for people. So but I can't wait for your recharge. I'm super excited about this one. I'm in need of charging. <laughs> Yay. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you soon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Things That Make You Go Woo. You can help me out by leaving a positive rating and a review wherever you downloaded this episode. Be sure and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Emily and Her Stars. You can also reach out via email anytime, emilyandherstars at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Things That Make You Go Woo.